Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author and with me my co-host of the day is Malika from Book Spice Everything Nice. Hello! I'm excited to be back. And we're going to be talking Lija Kuo's Holy Night, Holly Night series, which is a bunch of different novellas based around holidays. To kick it off, Malika, what is your favorite of her, of the series? It's like a definitely a tough choice, but I think that my favorite is The Four Leaf. That one is like very dear to my slutty heart. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of Four Leaf right now. And each one kind of has a kink as like the main trope or like in a the main trope of the spice. Yeah. And Four Leaf is primal. And this is yeah. the first like primal that I've read where and I haven't gotten to that scene yet, but in his like inner dialogue, it really is more like being outside and like in the mud and like more other like primal scenes I've read about. It's like the chase and the CNC point of it, but not necessarily I want to be like rolling around in the hay with you. Like, yeah. yeah, he like explains it to her a little bit like later on about how for him it is like the chase, but it's not so much like the CNC part. It's just like the like he loves like the adrenaline rush and like he really likes the like the down and dirty like one with nature kind of thing Mm -hmm. but he does chase her around like indoors outdoors but just the way that he is as the main male character i have a soft spot i have a soft spot for him what is it for adrian i have a soft spot Mm -hmm. for adrian he starts off by doing a bunch of chores around their hotel so obviously he's gonna be up there what is sexier than a man who can fix your sink like for a man that's handy come on yeah. And he wants to chase you to the woods? Like, deal. Done, done. Marry me. I'm on my knees. <laughs> I just got the sketch back for a spicy art piece for the primal scene in Hate Me. And the artist was like, Do you want a blanket or anything like below that? <laughs> and I was like, No. <laughs> no. No, we don't. We love that though that they ask. We can make it maybe. No, we want it needs to look like it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see it. Okay, but thank you. Back to the series. Do you want to give us like a brief rundown? Because you've read all of them. Yes. Do you want to give us a brief rundown of each of the kinks in them? And then we can go into the plot a little bit and talk about novellas and go on tangents. For sure. So the first one was is thir- Christmas on the 13th Floor. And that's actually the first story of Lee's that I've ever read. And that one is more like like light dom sub, really heavy in praise. It's like enemies to lovers, boss, employee kind of situation. And she's like a brat and like new to figuring out like why she feels this need to hate him, but also please him at the same time, which we love because she's like his mm-hmm. PA. And then The Floor Relief, which I already said is my favorite, which we talked about, which is like Primal. They're childhood best friends. He's like a famous rugby player. She's like running her family's like hotel, which is called The Four Leaf. And like it's St. Patrick's Day. So like obviously book number one is Christmas. Book number two is St. Patrick's Day. And then Liberty Falls, which is like also enemies to lovers, more like 
they're very competitive. Like they're each other's like competitive equals. And that one's like sensory play and it's 4th of July. I'm pretty sure. And then Hollow's Grove, which is Halloween. That one deals with he has been like scaring her. It's his. So he's her best friend's brother. And he's been like terrorizing her their whole like lives. Like they were like childhood best friends. And he like gets this thrill out of scaring the ever living bejesus out of her. Like their whole <laughs> lives. And she likes this kind of enemy slurs too where she's like freaking hate you. But he cannot help it. And she, so the sister is hosting like a murder mystery style party. And that's like where they finally like the tension just snaps at this murder mystery party. And you find out that he's also like a pleasure dom. Which was, like, really interesting. It was the first time I've read, like, that intensive a pleasure dom. dom. And then the newest one, which is Cupid's Peak. I literally was telling Summer, like, I was, like, 60% through it before we hopped onto this call. But this one is also, like, so their child, they were, they knew each other when they were younger. Not, like, best friends, but they both had this unrequited crush on the other and she's super super shy and he's like a hockey player now he's like a professional hockey player and he was always he said he had a problem going for her because he was afraid that like he knew he wanted to be this big pro but she's like super shy and he's like you're not like we're never gonna work out because our personalities are too different but now they're adults and sometimes it's the shy ones man they be the shy ones that shock you so that's where I'm at now I think that's all of them I've only read, obviously, the first one that we talked about, but I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, none of them have, like, a third act breakup. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I've heard a lot of people talk about how Elise hacked the code or, like, the recipe for good novellas. Oh, for sure. I have such a hard on for novellas. Like, when people ask, like, how could I read so many books in a year? It's because 70% of them are novellas. Like, I, I know that... Like a novella can be like the idea of novellas are very polarizing, right? Either people are like, I can't stand it. It's just too quick. Like it's not enough story. It's not enough plot. Like I, not enough tension. It's just like wham, bam. I see it. I want it. I fucked it. It's mine. And (laughs) people don't like that, but I love it. (laughs) I really, truly love it. Like I really love like a quick insta love, but with Lee, she really is good at finding like that balance where her stories, these stories are fast. Like they're all under like probably 150 pages. I don't know for sure though, but they're novellas. And, but each one of them have pretty good plot too. Like the characters go through like their own little progression. There's tension. There's some of the hottest scenes. Like she really she kills it with, with these smut scenes. And so she really has cracked this code on like how to create a novella that is easy to digest, like super quick and like you get everything you want, but not sacrificing like a story or making it like boring or anything like that. Or like too wild. Like some, if you're like a Jessica Kane fan, like I am, I will die on the hill of Jessica Kane. Or I'm a big Olivia T. Turner fan who's there big on like, the OTD, like the over the top main male characters where it's like I have been living my whole life half a man and then across the street I saw this woman and now I have thrown her over my shoulder and kidnapped her and we're in love and she's pregnant and the whole thing is 50 pages which is fine I eat that shit up but Lee gives you more than that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it also sounds like having the like childhood friends or like brother's best friend or like childhood rivalries is the 
like her way of avoiding the insta love Ooh, that's so true because like they have history exactly like with four leaf they she's had a crush on him like her whole life and it seems like he does has two but because they have that history you don't really have to explain why they like each other if that makes sense like you don't have to have the first like 50 percent of them like falling in love that's so true all you need is like a couple flashbacks and like also too none of her main characters are like children like they're not like 17 18 19 year old virgins like they're like adults with jobs and like histories and like other things going on so i feel like them being mature and being like okay you know what now is a chance is more believable than like an 18 year old virgin farm girl who like doesn't even know what the words are for her genitalia yet we could not possibly talk about jessica kane <laughs> Never. We could not possibly be talking. Like, not that she doesn't literally own me, but yes, just it's just Kane, too different. Jessica Kane is one of those, I feel like she's one of those, like, fork in the road authors, where once you read her, like, there's no going back. No. You know what I mean? It's either like, okay, smut isn't my thing, I'm gonna stick with closed door, or you're like, <laughs> just gobbling it up. <laughs> like, Absolutely. More more Arizona Coke cans. Like. <laughs> yes! And the thing I love about, like, her is that, like, she just, there's no fear when they, when, like, she's writing her stuff. Like, she doesn't even care if it makes sense. She doesn't care if it's wild or crazy. Like, she just does it. She goes there. She, they're two stacked Arizona cans. It slits and folds and my my dick cream and I'm going to knock you out. Like she, there's nothing too over the top for her. And mm-hmm. I just love that about her. The first page is always, and I just turned 18. <laughs> always. Like she's Look, you know what you're getting, okay? This thing is 55 pages. We don't have time to play around. <laughs> One of my favorite, I know we're going to have to talk, but one of my favorite Jessica, like literally, not even my favorite Jessica came, one of my just like all time favorites is the one that was so polarizing and it's the, what is it, property of Pops where she bangs her best friend's grandpa. I don't know what it was about that story, but it just was so authentically Jessica came and I was like, I love it. I love, I made everybody read it and I took every single verbal lashing for it I didn't even care I was like you're a better person because of this I don't care what you think it's like she gets these ideas when she's trying to think of like how far can I go yes it reminds me okay this is such a weird analogy but I always say that Bloody Marys are like the origin story of Bloody Marys is probably somebody was like playing truth or dare and your kids and you like mix the grossest things in the fridge together and that's what it is that's so clearly I don't, clearly i don't like bloody mary <laughs> they're not i don't like them either but i do jessica and i feel like that's what she does is where she just like grabs the weirdest things and puts them together and there's no rules like yeah in novellas in general i feel there's less rules apply anyways yeah but with her, she's just no holds bar. If it comes into her brain, it's going to happen, like, no matter yeah. how absurd it is. Like, I would love to see, like, her next to her bedside table, like, writing notebook where at 3 a.m. she wakes up like, oh, my gosh, that would be great. And she just writes it down. A grandfather. A grandfather. And you're just like, you're like, yes, that's, yeah, that's exactly 
what it is. Or like, I think her most recent release is like the city girl meets the farmer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that one cracked me up it was so good it's so her like it's like girl get like her car breaks down the side of the road she's a city girl she's so different from her family and all that kind of stuff she wants to be an actress and all this kind of stuff and she breaks down on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere in this honking seven foot 300 pounds of pure muscle wearing nothing but overalls no shirt underneath saves her and offers to let her stay the night at his cabin they're both virgins okay (laughs) Which is, if it could get any better, they're both virgins. And he equates having sex to what he's seen animals do on the farm. Okay? Like, it could, it, and then he, go, she leaves him the next morning to go back to her city life because she has this audition coming up. She thinks it's her chance, her big break. He hunts her down in the city. <laughs> it was so good. I remember seeing quotes of that where it was like, I'm going to be plowing your field. Like, there is so many analogies that had to do with, like, seeds and animals. And that's another thing she does. She really makes these, like, analogies so serious. And I just die. Every time I never read a whole Jessica without feeling so fully satisfied in the life that I've chosen. I think that's actually her, like, tagline is, like, extremely satisfying. What? If it's not, it should be. I'm going to figure out who her PA is and be like, that's what it should be. If, and if it already is, she definitely knows her audience. And her audience is, like, is me. But I just love a good novella. I just really do. And I love these ones. Like, I get a really big lady boner every single time Lee announces a new one of these. I'm like, oh, hell yes. Although she's got to be running out of holidays. <laughs> yeah, she started, how- like, 4th of July and St. Patty's Day, which are, like, lesser known ones so she still has some like big ones to work through i'm trying to think like what big ones are left it's like an easter oh easter if that's gonna be the last one then we'll have to roll this back and be like summer called it if the next one is easter ooh, lee if you were listening to this (laughs) thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and when i tell you that i want to see someone who has like an eating out kink i don't even know that's a thing but that's what I want. There's gonna be whipped cream involved. There has to be whipped cream involved. There has to be food everywhere. I want food in places that I'm afraid to put food. And I don't want it just to be just like the basic things like whipped cream. I want it to be like cranberry sauce and stuffing. If there's not a stuffing reference, like putting it down. Mess up my pH. Mess it up. Like I will deal with it later. I will explain this to my primary next week. But today... We're not thinking about the future. We're thinking about this moment. Have you read the Vera Valentine? I don't remember the name of it, but it's a... She's the one who wrote the squeak, the, like, animal balloon shifter. But she wrote one about Thanksgiving leftovers that, like, come to life. I have seen, like, the... Like, people posting the covers, like, on their feed. I will not be reading those. I'm even afraid to read Squeak. And honestly, not because I think it's... I'm afraid to read stuff like that because I feel like the little bit of, like, mental energy that I have left that's normal will be gone. If I read that and I'm into it, there'll be no going back. Like, I'm already a Blue Planet Barbarian girl. Like, we can't... We just cannot... I don't have much room left. Yeah, now at this point, like, Alien 
Let's not seem so minor. So normal. So who cares that he's seven feet in blue? What do you mean? I, if anything, I'm like more, I'm like annoyed when it's just like a normal guy. I'm like, what do you mean? He's just normal. and He's just nice. <laughs> he's not an alien. He doesn't have, he doesn't want to, she didn't shoot anyone. He didn't rip out somebody's spine to tr- prove his love. He only has two arms. He only has two arms. He only has one dick. <laughs> <laughs> have you read Elizabeth Stevens? I don't think so. So she's one of my all-time favorite authors. She has a alien sci-fi series, the Zverimate series, and the first ones are like fairly normal aliens in terms of they're like human-esque, but they'll have three balls or something. But further down the series, they get like more and more monstery. And there's one that has like four arms and has like spikes on his back yeah like spikes on his back so they don't sleep in a bed they sleep in a net to accommodate the spike so it can go through and she's just the writing is so beautiful you must be so hard to be an author like how did you come up with that we're gonna have spikes on his back but shoot how are they gonna sleep these like sci-fi writers or even when it comes to like novellas that have like a full plot and we're talking about monsters like you can't even talk about it without all of cleo evans books like they're all novellas especially all the Creature Cafe series. And like in 2022, when I started my Bookstagram account, I went through this like thing where I was like, oh, I just don't know if monster romances are for me, which is laughable now if you follow my page. But at that time, when I was a wee baby, I was like, I don't know. And so in May, I made it like my thing. And it was like Monster May. And I just read a bunch of monster romances. And when I tell you that I have never been the same, like – it opened up a whole new world for me. Like I was having fantasies about orcs for till this morning. I'm like, it's a whole thing. And like she, those ones are another one where like, you're getting the full nine yards. Like you're getting plot, you're getting character development, you're getting smut, you're getting, you have questions. <laughs> orcs are like the sweet spot because they're so humanoid, but they also are just like big and strong and hairy and like, who, do, who doesn't love that? It's just like a green, burly man that's it giant. It is. As a plus-size woman, too, I am fully aware that my fetish for orcs is because, like, how many human men could just throw me around? Like, I weigh, like, nothing. Not mm-hmm. many. <laughs> if any. But a, like, fucking orc who's nothing but pure muscle who literally is eight feet tall and green. He's not going to be like, oh, no us overweight he's gonna be like no you're perfect because i have a 12 inch cock and like where else is it gonna go it has to go in somewhere soft i'm like yes orc daddy that's exactly what it means <laughs> and then we'll just be happy that's where that comes from like i already know every single time they're like oh and he's the he's so big and i'm like oh yes <laughs> i just read the novella it's like a new one by michelle mills i think and it just came out yesterday and it was called cookies from my orc neighbor and it was great. It was great. It's got a grumpy orc who doesn't wear no shirts, just like open flannels. Like it's like a universe where like orcs just exist, but like, there's still some prejudice. Like she's his neighbor and has been like eye fucking him for months, but too chicken shit to say anything. And then she finally gives in and it's like, he has a puppy. Like he, he's like a schnauzer or something. Like, cause he was so lonely. And so he just got this dog. It's so cute. Have you read Tiffany Roberts? She has... She's like a bunch of aliens. Is she the one that has the... Is she the one that writes the ones with the spider guys? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think I have read any of her books, but Spider MMCs is literally where I draw the line. <laughs> when I tell you that sp- I have arachnophobia, and I don't think wanting to fuck one is going to take that away from me. You mean a giant, bigger than you sized spider isn't going to solve your fear? I don't think so. <laughs> I think if anything, my fear is going to take all of the moisture from my body for that one. <laughs> like, even the covers, I'm like, oh god. Like, I just my the way that I hate bugs in general. But like spiders in specific, one time, not to go off on tangent, but one time me and my mom were hanging out and we had like a girl's day, like we were shopping or whatever. It was back when I was like in college and we were going from one store to the other. I hopped into my car, put the car in reverse and a big black spider scared it across the dash. I leaped out of the car, left it on in reverse with my mother in the passenger side and just let the car start backing out and my mom screaming what are you doing what are you doing when I tell you that I would have let that car hit another car and explode with my mother inside of it if that meant that I would never have to see that spider like the thought of saving her didn't even cross my it was like I had to save myself she to this day she's I really hate you for that I gave you life but I'm like it would have been a quick death okay you gave me life I'll take away yours like I was like what do you mean you also had time to leap out like f the car that's what insurance is for if anything like it has we have to burn it anyway because the spider is in there so like when I say that I don't like them so no I don't know Tiffany Roberts maybe one day I'll get drunk and try to read the first one and see what happens but if I send you a voice memo I'll just me in tears <laughs> I'll know. You'll know what happened. I actually, so I started one of them. I can't remember the name. It was like Neighbors with the Alien, something like that. But I follow them on, because it's actually a husband and wife duo. Oh, that's adorable. I know. And Tiffany is the man's name and Robert is the dude. So it's like one word or one name. I mean, it's super cute. But I follow them on Patreon because they have spicy art, like, all the time. And we all know my addiction to that. And they are just, like, without having any context of the stories, I never know what's going to show up. Like, it will be, like, a squid thing with a penis that's also a squid thing. Or, like, this partial, like, goat man. And they have, like, safe-for-work versions and not safe-for-works. And it's so funny when they're, like monsters because a lot of the times it will just because they don't wear clothes so it'll be like they're like the goat dude his fur will like cover go up to his belly button instead of not and it's like it's the most absurd wild things that you just you're who came who came up with this yeah hi (laughs) I, like, I have so many questions. Oh, I should have them on. You should. I should read their books. We know I never can finish books anyway, so it's not really, like, an insult. You know what? You're busy, okay? You're writing your own stuff. Like, it gets crazy, I'm sure. I have I think... no life. <laughs> I really, I really want to read more. Like, it's something I actually want to work on, but as soon as... I'm like, I want to read more. So much resistance. I'm like, oh, I should be doing this, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm like working out where you're like, yes. oh yeah, this is what I should be doing, but instead I'm going to watch SVU. 
Summer the brat. She's like, I know what I should be doing, but I'm not gonna. You can't make me. But it's annoying because like I want to. There's so many books I want to read or finish. It happens. Sometimes I get it's so hard to be pretty and talented and not have to have enough time to read. (laughs) That is not what I said. Sometimes, like, I go through spats where I'm just like, boom, like, one book after the other. But then other times I get, like, overwhelmed because I feel like there's so many books that I want to read and there's only 24 hours in the day and I'm only one Malika with one brain. And then I get, like, right now there's so many things that I have that I have to be reading. But, like, I can't – like, I'm still trying to finish the fifth Duke's book, okay? Which is taking me way longer than finish any of the other books in Royals. And it's just because there's too much going on. There's a lot going on. And you really have to think because there's so many different plot elements that are being added, but you still don't have the full picture. Yeah. So and I get like, irritated every two pages. <laughs> <laughs> so your brain's just working like way too hard. It's like working way too hard. And then I have to, I got, I have the arc for Naomi's new book. Like I haven't read it yet. And every single time I open my Kindle and it's looking at me, I'm like, ah. I have to read this. It's so good. I know. I've started to see people's pops up in their reviews and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it's, it literally looks so good. I think I only got three chapters in. After Royals, I think it's my favorite book. Oh, love that. It's, I don't know how it's so perfect. Like Connor and Lennox are just like such full characters and have such good tension. I just want everyone to read it. <laughs> I'm going to voice memo you when I finish it. All my feelings. It's so good. I also feel like her cover is misleading for the content. Mm. So I really want everyone to know that it's like this dark crime cult romance. Because the cover is matches the first one. Mm-hmm. And I know that she had really specific ideas for what she envisioned the first cover to look like. So I get why it looks the way it does, but it doesn't necessarily give, like, dark crime boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I Yeah, for a little bit that I, like, I remember reading, like, the blurb, but then when she, like, opened it up for ARCs, I just wanted to read it so bad that I'm like, I'm just going to apply. It doesn't even matter, which is what I do with ARCs all the time. Either it's an author that I love and it could literally be a book about someone fucking a basketball and I want to read it. Or I read the blurb, but then forgot that I applied for the ARC. So then when the ARC hits my Kindle, instead of doing the responsible adult thing and rereading the blurb so I know what I'm reading, I just start reading it. I'm like, I'll figure it out eventually. So that's how this one was. Like, I have no idea when I read the blurb, but when I read that first chapter and how like it just jumps right in to the, I was like, what is happening? But like in the best of ways. I was like, I had no idea. That's what this was. And you're right. The cover really did. It's like almost like one of those, like when it's a discreet cover and the book is literally about a wide shoes where like one of the guys like likes to cut you up and the other guy likes to make you wear a dog suit and then the other guy, but like the discreet cover is just like the title and like some flowers and you're like the rose head. Don't even get me started on flower discreet covers. Unless flowers and that specific flower is like a big part of the plot and makes sense, they make me so irrationally angry. Yeah. It's not like it's like oversaturation at this point, but it's also just I just wanna I wanna throttle the flowers. 
it's like a cop out for the discreet cover, right? Because it's oh, it's feminine, it's flowers, it's pretty. Like that's if you don't want a half naked man on your bookshelf, like this is an easy way to do it. But it's is it is it though? <laughs> that's one of the like another like novella author that I really like is Mila Crawford. She writes like <sighs> some of my favorite main male characters in novellas. And all of a lot, not even a lot, all of her novellas are like unhinged main male characters. Like these men are insane. They are crazy. They are like psychos and murderers and into things that the average woman would probably not be into. And I love every single second of every single page. And her covers are always like, I feel like the perfect discreet covers. The Right now, the one I'm picturing is like room 22 or something. Oh, except for that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that one is, that one lets you know what you're going to get. That is. And I think it's because that one, it's like part of her, like her own little novella series, but it also was part of another like series where it was a bunch of authors writing. Oh. And so all of those books had that cover, like that style cover. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the series that it's a part of and all the other covers, it, like, does not match. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I started that one, and that's another, just like, z- not even zero to a hundred. It was, like, zero to the moon. So <laughs> it was, like, the first line. I know. It was, like, I've always been scared of these boys. Flip two pages, and they're, like, tying her down in the woods and, like, making her, like, crying gag. And yes. I'm just, like... This was, like, (laughs) her, like, most recent one is called The Hunt, and it's, like, (laughs) it says it's, like, a Snow White, like, fractured fairy tale, like, inspired by kind of thing, but just push that aside, just push that aside, like, the main female character is, like, mildly, she's pale, dark hair, like, rosy lips, like, kind of thing, but, like, the... (laughs) maybe I just don't know enough about the grim version of Snow White but like the Disney version that wasn't just push that one to the side this one it's like a wide choose and if you're into like Athic where they fuck each other and also her then that happens in this one and each of these guys like just need therapy <laughs> But in the best, but also not because you don't want to fix them because you just want them to be unhinged with you. Like you just want them to keep doing what they're doing to you. But also at the same time, you're like maybe just like a smidge of therapy, just like a sprinkle, like once a month. Go unpack that with someone. All of them have self help podcast. Maybe a self help because it's not just like one of them is crazy and the other two. No, each one of them has a insanely tragic backstory they are into insanely dark kinks and each of them have their own dark kink and one of them has like a religious trauma like he not he has religious trauma and i'm not talking like priest sinner saint religious trauma i'm talking like mila crawford religious trauma where it is like dark i have so much respect for authors that like just are fearless yeah fuck it they're definitely like carving out their own like niche and audience much respect for that i love the idea of holiday novellas i 
started one for the Taken series and it did not get obviously written. I ended up writing Make Me, but it's so fun to have all these characters that we can love and get like a snippet of them at a holiday or family time. Like another side of them. Yeah. I have an idea for one for Roman and Salt and Pepper. Idris Alba is like who I picture. So that's I mean, even better because I would let Idris Alba behead me if that's what you want. <laughs> I would let him literally behead me and then he could keep my head for whatever purposes that he found. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I love that like the the like way to express how much you love fictional characters not just you but like people in general be like i let them run me over with my car like they could do this they could literally like kill my whole family and And then i'm always like yes agree also that's funny but also who why would this guy who's like completely unhinged toxically obsessed with his woman care about me enough to kill my whole family i'm like they would maybe just take me out execution style if i was really bugging them just to make me go away put in any extra effort (laughs) oh no you're so right but i in my mind they would though because in my mind like i just ignore the fact that they already have a soulmate i'm like no that girl doesn't exist it's me (laughs) i'm the girl i like there are no other women in the fox it's just me and the fox brothers are my own personal harem i love them so much Oh, me too. <laughs> I really do. But oh, I just really love them. And I actually would love to read that. And I also feel like, too, when you write a novella that's around the holidays, like the holiday itself gives you like like a structure, right? Every holiday has a vibe. Mm-hmm. And so like it helps you like have the structure with what you're writing because you're like, okay, like it doesn't matter that they hated each other because like miracles happen during Christmas. So, like now they're in love. Yeah. Exactly. And it, like, sets the environment so perfectly. Like, I'm picturing, like, a light dusting of snow. Yeah. It's, like, in a dark, like, business district, and there's a lot of concrete buildings and walls and blue-yellowish light from the headlights, and the snow's coming in and it's dark out. Like, it's just so... It just can set a scene. It does. Like, even in, like on Christmas on the 13th floor, like, he buys her that dress, like, that fancy-ass Asuka de la Rena whatever dress, mm-hmm. so that she could wear it to the event. Like, there would have been no reason for him to do that <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that, like, they, that it all happened around the Christmas time, that she got to get all dressed up and then live out everyone's Fifty Shades of Grey fantasy. Or, like, in the floor leaf, like, as you read, like, the... When you go on, there's something happens like during the parade. So it's obviously you, everyone has been to a St. Patrick's Day parade in a city and like how loud and crazy a bit. So of course, no one can hear you getting railed within an inch of your existence in an alley because everyone is focused on this parade. So what better time to have sex outdoors, rough sex outdoors than in the middle of a parade when no one's paying attention to you? Of course. Like, oh my God. I hope she does a Mardi Gras one. Oh, that would be a really good one. Talk about getting, like, railed and parades. And if anything, that would be a good one for someone who had, like, an exhibitionist kind of streak, which I feel like yeah. kind of cute. Or a mask kind of Ooh, uh, we love that. And they, like, don't even know who they are. 
They just keep it on the entire time. Lee. <laughs> Lee, hello. Just put me in some remaining elements in the back. That would be such a good one. And like you're dolled up and you're half naked and titties just everywhere. Liquor flowing. Oh my gosh. That would be really hot. Also, they have like on the floats, they have, I feel like, little small like storage nooks and stuff. And he pulls you up. You go into one of those. You can hear like the crowd all around you. Yes. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe he like pokes half of her body out, a part of it. So it's like her tits hanging out. People are like, yeah, woohoo. They have no idea. Like, what's going on? Lee, we're writing it for you. Just let us know when you're ready. I don't even need I don't even need an acknowledgement. I just need the book. I just need right. I need you to take these ideas and make them way better than I ever could. Yeah. And then just go ahead and write it. That would be a really good one. I'm thinking of what would be like the hardest holiday to write a story around. Like one that's just not sexy at all. And it's like, what would we do? President's Day. Yeah. Swear a weird ass wig yeah so like also like so many of the holidays are like pretty racist so <laughs> you're like which ones are we gonna like just cut out yeah we'll just ignore that one for now yeah and we'll just stick with the happy holidays that everyone can get behind what are holidays that only like certain countries that aren't there i don't know i feel like every I was going to say every country has, like, their own Independence Day, but that's only ones that have been owned or ruled by other people. Never mind on that. Running of the Bulls. Is that a holiday? I don't it's think an event. Like, it's an event. That could be hot. Now I'm back to, like, a monster smudge. <laughs> oh my god, stop. I was not thinking of the bull. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the first place, like, and I know it's not what you were saying, but it was, like, the first place. My friend and I was like, <laughs> I had to like shake myself out of it, like a minotaur. <laughs> I'm just gonna add in a little supernatural element. In New Orleans, they have a running of the bulls, but instead of the bulls, it's roller derby girls with like bats. Oh, that's kind of badass. And they chase you and they try to hit you. Wow. <laughs> it's really fun. I don't... Is that where you live? Somewhere in New Orleans? Uh, no, but I did live there for seven years. Yeah. I've never, I've never been there, but it sounds like a wild time. It is the most magical, special city. It feels like I'd get arrested if I went there. I just feel like something bad... It would be like my version of The Hangover, where like I would wake up the next day confused, like... <laughs> bleeding <laughs> hungover and nowhere in sight nowhere in sight like <laughs> i didn't even i wouldn't even bring him with me which would be the beginning of the problem and he'd have the fbi on the line like i know my wife is i know her and i know some shit has gone down <laughs> if a like a diamond store was just robbed like it's my wife it's her so like but she probably didn't mean it and she'll probably give it back but <laughs> I just, I haven't heard from her in six hours, and I'm convinced that something awful has happened. I could support that. Maybe we should just have Lee write novellas that are basically crazy-ass holidays, as in, you know, British people are like, I'm going on holiday. Oh, yeah, like a vacation. Like just a vacation. <laughs> yes. 
Wait, that would be so cool. And then she could travel to all these different places and write it off. Oh, that would Have be Have you seen really Shit's really cool. Creek? No. Okay. There's, they're, like, the basic premise is they were super rich, lost all their money, moved to this, like, small-ass town. And the son is, is like, buying all this stuff because he learned about tax write-offs. And his dad's like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, we can't afford all this. And he's, it's a write-off. And it's, like, bedding and, like, sheets and, like, things that have nothing to do with the business. And, like, clothing. And he's, what do you mean? Like, you can't write this off. Who writes this off? Who's going to pay for this? And he's, no one. It's a (laughs) (laughs) write-off. That's going to be Lee trying to get her, like, her company, like, her publishing company to be like, yeah, just pay for me to go to Turks and Caicos so that I can write this book. It's a (laughs) write-off. Summer, if you can make that happen, I'll go. Honestly, I need to go back to New Orleans. If you want to write a crazy book that's set in a crazy place, I will gladly go and, and fuck shit up for the for science. For science. For inspiration. Anyway, so let's wrap up. Our wrap-up question is going to be, what is your favorite wildest thing you've read in a novella? Ooh. Or it could just be a wild thing. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Some I read 300 novellas. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Okay. Just like a wild thing that's happened in a novella. I read one. I think it was called like, I don't even remember what it was called, but the premise was that like this girl was like her boss, like forced her to go on like this, like trip or whatever I think I think that's how it happened and she ended up like her like plane went down or like her boat like sank or something and she ends up on like this deserted island and it's like straight like Tarzan style where like she washes up on this like beautiful island in the middle of nowhere and just finds this like half naked man who just is like living on this island and he also crash landed there like years ago and has been on this island all by himself this whole time and now he has this like beautiful woman with him out of nowhere and that was pretty again for research purposes like what's the title i think it was something about a cove hold on i can tell you right now it'll be a quick find because it's by olivia t turner and it's called Oh, it's literally just called Desert Island. <laughs> oh, and apparently there's two spinoffs. Desert Island Hidden Oasis and Desert Island Paradise Cult. I know what I'm reading this weekend. <laughs> Done. Done deal. But yeah, it's literally just called Desert Island. And that's just crazy. Malika, this was so fun. I know we always go off on crazy tangents, but I always love it. To our listeners, see you next week and happy reading.